What bit were you doing? We're back. <laughs> We're back. Welcome. We got a hiatus. We had a bit of a hiatus. Who missed us? I think everyone missed us. Oh yeah. Um, and it had nothing to do with the fact that we just both had Christmas and forgot that we had a podcast. <laughs> Who would have thought we'd have Christmas on at the same time? I know. Wild. It's just crazy that it lined up like that this year. Yeah. Mm. But we're back. We're back. To do more Star Trek. Yeah. And we've really just thrown caution to the wind and we've gone backwards to do an episode that we previously skipped. Oh, you thought it was crazy when we skipped episodes? <laughs> We're going back now. This is our podcast. We do what we want. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> we do what we want. Yeah. Um, because I don't know if you guys remember, but the last episode that we did... Previously. <laughs> ...was about eugenics. And so when we were watching this episode, I was like, Ellie, I want to do a light episode. I want to do one that's fun. I want to do one that's funny. And so we went back... And we did The Squire of Gothos. Which is a great title straight away. Great episode. Loved it. And and so this was initially on the skippable part of the list I was going off. What is this list? I don't like it because I love this episode. I can understand the criticisms of this episode. But at the same time, well, that it's kind of like slow and like it's mostly the same thing, which is just... The squire goofing around with everyone. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. I have like quite fond memories of this episode because of how goofy it is. Yeah. So I'm glad we went back to it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, well, how was your break? Are you enjoying being back? What are your highlights? I'm, I'm enjoying... It's, it's like I never left Star Trek though mm. because... <laughs> can I just talk about how much Star Trek media I've consumed? Sure, 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 sure. So... I've been watching a lot of the best Star Trek, Deep Space Nine, with a friend of the pod, my girlfriend. <laughs> hey, Josie. Hey, Josie. Um, we value you. Yeah. Thanks for feeding Seven, by the way. I respect you. <laughs> I've been watching that, watching a lot of it. I love it. DS9 is so good. Like, occasionally bad, but still fun when it's bad. Mm-hmm. And then I've also been watching the new one that you've heard of, Discovery. Mm-hmm. That's bad. It's just so boring. Really? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. I, I wanted to like the new season so badly because I just didn't like the first two and the, and the new one's like, oh, we're doing new stuff with this. And I was mm. like, oh, cool. Maybe I can be excited, but no. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if you remember when we first started doing this episode, I was very depressed and I was watching Gilmore Girls, mm. but now I'm like a bit less depressed, but I'm watching Friends. So it's not getting much better. Ooh, that sounds like, that sounds worse. I'm trash. I'm honestly, I'm just consuming like trash. Um, and so Star Trek is actually a fun deviation from my current watching <laughs> habits uh, until the new Riverdale comes out next week. Woo. <laughs> I've just started watching The Sopranos. I, I don't know what that says so about So you're me. going higher brow and I'm actually going like, I'm tunneling underground to try and just find like subterranean trash to consume. But I'm also reading Animorphs. Mm, I'm re- reading textbooks. So we're really mixing it up. We're such complicated variants. I know. People. I contain multitudes. I know. It's like you, you can't like just fit me in a box. I know. It's like I do this funny podcast, but also like 
Sometimes I kind of am sad a bit. Yeah, sometimes I'm sad. <laughs> you imagine. <laughs> Those are my two moods, doing a funny podcast and being a bit sad. Should we jump into this episode? Hell yes. So I really like this episode. It's a classic, like, silly Star Trek episode. So the crew are cruising through space, doing what they normally do. And suddenly they find a planet that's not meant to be there. And they're like, oh shit, should we explore it? And at first, like, Kirk is like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. He's all, he's, all, he's all like, no, I've got no time. We've got to get these supplies to Beta Colony 5. Ugh, like, who cares? Like, in the future, are there, like, perishable goods? No, just chill out. Yeah, what the hell are even? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so then Solo and Kirk just straight away get zapped off the ship. They're like, oh shit. Oh shit, oh fuck, he's gone. Uh, I, I, do, I do like Sulu's expression at first. Mm. It's just like, he looks like he's real sleepy. <laughs> You'd be tired of getting zapped around if you were in this universe as well. I'm, sh- like, Ugh. I'm sure it's not the first time someone's been zapped off the bridge. I, yeah, I, I can remember several instances now of someone just getting zapped off the bridge and they're like, oh fuck this again. Charlie X did it. Mm. Surely someone else did too. I mean, there's so many omnipotent beings in Star Trek. Mm. Did the ballsack head dudes do it? The ball... The you, ones with you, the... the um, with Pike? The uh, ones the, where they had the zoo of people. The Telosians. Yeah, did the Telosians do that? I feel like they might have. No, because all they could do was illusions. Illusions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, sure. I'm sure there was another instance that I'm forgetting. Anyway, so they... Then go, oh shit, we've got to go find them. So they zap down onto the planet after faffing around for a bit on the bridge going like, where we, are they? We, we do miss, uh, we, do, we do get some, um, some great Spock jibes. Oh. It's, <laughs> I just love it. Like it's happened so often, but like, oh Spock, you're so logical. That's, that's lame. And he's like, oh yes, thank you. I'm so logical. And Bones like, no, I meant to be your, like a computer. You're not even a man. And Spock's like, stop it. I'm blushing. You know what it's like? It's like in, it's, it's got similar energy to when in, like kids would say like oh oh that's gay you're gay and then the other kid would go like oh actually gay means happy so yeah i am <laughs> thanks i'm rubber in your glue what bounces off what you say to me bounces off me and sticks to you <laughs> yeah so everyone's being very catty on the bridge which is a standard day on the enterprise yeah i in my head spock is never catty and he's just like oh yes a compliment i'm having a great day at work today la 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 um, <laughs> whereas you've clearly interpreted it as him being like, uh-huh, I'm going to get you. He's, he's so, he's so like, he's so, delib- dry. he's so deliberately though. Like, Oh, what a compliment you've given me. I'm not even going to acknowledge that you're trying to insult me. <laughs> I, I love it. And then I noticed this when he was talking to the, uh, titular squire of Gothos. Mm. A lot of the time his body posture is like, is very like. Okay. So here's the thing, Ellie. This is an audio medium. They can hear. They, they can hear. They can't hear you posing. Yes. You're doing a pose. Okay, you do the pose and I'm going to try and describe right. it. So Ellie's kind of like turning her nose up at me and like looking over her shoulder and kind of doing a, a pompous pout, looking down her nose Wait, at someone. No, that's not it. No? Hang on. Oh, <laughs> I noticed this. This is why I should take notes. Mm, this is why you should take notes. But I or just, an acting class. I just noticed he was, he was, like, he was like very... Um, I don't know. Whatever. I don't care anymore. Cool. Good job. <laughs> Come I'm in. Done. 
Um, so they go down to the planet to try and find Sulu and Kurt. the other fucker who I don't care about. Oh, I, I do love the moment because, you know, obviously with Kurt Gons boxing command yeah. and two guys are immediately like, let's beam right down right now. Let's get on the planet and find them. And then Spock's like, science guy, give us your um, description of the planet. It's on fire. There's hurricanes. <laughs> there's acid everywhere. Volcanoes. Everything, everything's exploding. <laughs> And he's uh, like, how long would you live on the planet? And he's like, two seconds, and then you die. No, because the way Spock phrased it was like, and um, in your scientific estimate, how long would a human survive on, on the planet? And the guy's like, not long. <laughs> and the two guys who wanted to beam down were like, whoopsie doopsie. <laughs> <laughs> Got to sort that out. Um, so after figuring out that they have to put on some sort of safety equipment, and by safety equipment, it's basically just, if you're in an aeroplane and it starts to crash and those like little... Face masks pop down. That's what they look like. It's not a lot. I actually just read. Mm-hmm. They there was a note from one of the producers, um, mm-hmm. Jean Jean L. Kuhn. Um, Unfortunate. Um, um, he can't help it. He was he was born with it. Too many genes. Yeah. Jean Roddenberry, the other one. <laughs> That's two. It's two. It's too many. His his son wasn't his son Jean. Yes. So he named his son Jean as well. Or was yeah. it Rod? And what was it? I don't remember. No, no. His name's Gene Roddenberry, but everyone called him Rod. Right. That's why it's confusing. Confusing. Mm-hmm. Continue your story. So the producer's note said, we can't use the spacesuits from The Naked Time again. I don't know I don't know if you remember the spacesuits from The Naked Time. They were amazing! Right? The gold ones. Yeah! They looked kind of like Gucci, right? Like they were red and then they had like the gold chain, like sort of chain mail over it. Mm. Why can't we use those again? They were great. Oh, because apparently... The- Producers thought they were goofy or something. Mm. So instead, we just had like Ventolin masks. Yeah, they were dumb. Yeah. If the planet's on fire, they're not going to help you much. But then it turns out that everything's fine and they beam yeah. down to this area that's like a forest. Oh, yeah, because they know to beam down there because they got a message on the ship that was like, There's a bit of life here. Go check it out. No, the, <sighs> oh, it said like felicitations and greetings. And greetings. And, and then and Spock's reading it out and he's like, and I believe this is pronounced tally-ho. Oh! <laughs> Love Spock. It's great. And so they're on the planet and they're in this forest and they're walking around and they're like, oh, this shouldn't exist on like a desert planet. This is bonkers, right? And then they come across this like manor or like a castle uh, and they walk in and it's filled with all this like 18th century shit, right? Like a little piano and like stained glass windows and like, knight armors and like all this sort of stuff in a fireplace and like wrought iron candle holders on the walls it's like it's like a full castle it's kind of decked out like 1700 style and they're like wow whack this is weird what's going on here but confusingly there's also a model of the salt vampire yeah that was strange never explained because he's like um i'm super into earth i'm like a weeaboo but for earth (laughs) <laughs> yeah so there's an alien who looks just like a dude and he's dressed up in like full like regalia like napoleonic era stuff yeah. like very military and he's basically like oh my god you guys are from earth i love earth he's basically like laughing as someone from earth but as they figure out because he's looking at earth through a telescope and he's 900 light years away he's seeing earth as it was 900 years ago um, and I hope someone got fired for that blunder. Yeah. Because 900 years earlier to Star Trek times would have been like, 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 like the 13th century. Wow. 
clearly what had actually <laughs> happened is like the nearby lot was like, we've got a bunch of this like <laughs> Napoleonic era bullshit. Do you guys want to use it? And they're like, we'll figure it out. But the thing that annoys me as well is he like speaks like very like, you know, of that era English and he speaks some other languages. And I'm like, well, how do you know language if you're watching it from 900 light years away and sound travels like sound travels slower than light? And it doesn't travel in a vacuum anyway. Also correct. 10 points. So like they clearly didn't give a fuck about that. They were just like, oh, whatever. It's very vague. Yeah. And also I don't mind the Star Trek episodes where they're like, don't worry about it. It's just, he's, he's LARPing as a guy from earth 900 years ago and he's an all powerful being. Don't fucking worry about it. He was lip reading. Yeah. (laughs) Who cares? Um, but my favorite thing is they're on, they're in his like little house and he, and Sulu and Kirk are there and they're and all McCoy, McCoy right? is there he's and there. some other random dudes who we don't know. LaSalle don't. and German. He was a German name. <laughs> my, my, so he's in this castle and he's like introducing himself and they're all like, oh, hey, we're from the ship. I'm Kirk. And he's like, and this is my guy LaSalle. And he's like, oh, ha, 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 oui, oui, uh, I love the French. And LaSalle's like, I don't speak French, but like, cool. And then they're like. And this is German, Mr. German. I can't remember his last name. And he's like, ah, guten Tag, mein Freund. Voiced my Handy. Ein, zwei, drei, vier, fünf, six. Ha, ha, ha. And then they're like, and this is Mr. Sulu. And he's like, hi. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like reciting all this very, like, only Eurocentric history. And Sulu's there like, what do you have against the Japanese, dude? I mean... That's ironic, given that I described him as a weeaboo, but for us, <laughs> because like he, he's obviously he's he's Trelane is very much a real kind of person. Yeah, who is way too obsessed with like military history and stuff. Yeah, like he thinks Napoleon's great. Mm. Um, he chucks in a cheeky little Hamilton reference. He loves Alexander Hamilton. Yeah, he does a full number from Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> way the, before it's the, time. The one, you know the. The, Alexander I'm, Hamilton. I'm, I'm Hamilton. I'm the US. I haven't seen Wait. Hamilton. And I shan't see it. I haven't seen it either. Oh, good. So <laughs> we're both operating off a base of idiocy. I really would have believed that that was a Hamilton song. I think I've heard a bit of it and it's managed to like burrow its way into the oh, recesses of my mind. That's the worst. Mm. When, you, when you absorb pop culture knowledge without wanting to. <sighs> yeah. Like Star Trek. Yeah, and it's like I know all this bullshit about Star Wars now, and I'm like, ugh. I can teach you so much more bullshit. Ugh, no, I don't want to. Sits are bad. I get it. Like, whatever. Oh, but are they though? Because like, if no, really... baby Yoda's stupid. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's basically Star Leia's, Wars. Leia's hot, and so is her husband, the Slug Man. He's not her husband. He's just her kidnapper <laughs> and possible sexual assaulter. Uh, I shouldn't have my mail. Now it's... everyone on the podcast has got to know that I got an email and I'm super popular. Oh, yuck. We mm. could cut it. No. Okay. <laughs> um, and so, okay, so they're in this guy's house and it they find out through some way, don't worry about it, that he can like turn energy into matter. Oh, he tells them. He's like, I can do this. I'm oh. great. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, it's, not a lot of, it's not a lot of detective work. Were you, were you watching the... <laughs> I mean, I was drifting in and out too. <laughs> Oh, um, fake fan. <laughs> I'm stupid. What can you say? <laughs> what happens next? I can't remember. Okay. So like eventually they beam up back up to the ship. 
Yes. Um, at Mr. Spock's command. Oh my god, I love this. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. I love this moment. I don't remember which moment. Where they're on the say. bridge and they're like, "Oh, finally got away from that madman!" And he, they like go to warp away, and he's oh, yeah. just standing on the bridge, like, "Oh, hey guys." <laughs> hey, that was rude. I was still talking. <laughs> <laughs> and then he beams them all back down to the the planet again. My favorite moment is when. Um, Kirk's trying to convince him to let them go because he's like holding them in because he can control radio signals or whatever. Don't worry about it. And Kirk's like, there are 400 men and women on the ship. And he goes, women. (laughs) (laughs) He's so excited to see women. He's so excited to see women. But here's the thing, right? He's like a weird alien that's like shifted his like appearance into being a human. He could have made himself a woman. Yeah. Well, like, he's LARPing as what he thinks a human is. And, I mean, if he's doing, like, a Napoleonic officer, mm. it kind of makes sense that he'd be all like, women! <laughs> and okay, it's in keeping with his LARPing character. Yeah, because, okay. like, part, part of the um, part of his little arc, or, or something that Kirk tells him when he does his whole reason with the big bad guy thing... Mm. He's like, oh, you're not really experiencing any of this stuff. It's all a game. You don't understand it. You don't know what it's like to mm. be me. Okay. Here's what I want your opinion on. Yeah. Is, what's his name again? Tre- Trelane. Tre- it's literally on the screen in front of me. I was going to say Trelawney. <laughs> <laughs> Is Trelane camp? Uh, yeah. 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 I think so. He's very camp. He's got like his big, like, you know... Um, royal blue and gold embroidered coat. He's like mm. swishing around. He's very like over the top and exaggerated and very sort of silly. Oh, he's flamboyant as hell. Yeah, absolutely. That's my that's my question. Yeah, no, totally. But not like sadly, no gay energy this episode. No, I didn't get a lot. There, there was very little interaction between Kirk and Spock, to be honest. Well, yeah, because I think like Kirk had been zapped down to the planet, and then Spock had to take charge of the ship. Mm. So. Not a lot of time for them to be horny. Though we do get to see Spock being actually competent at a job. Yeah, Spock's like walking around the ship and taking care of shit. And I'm like, why isn't he the captain all the time? What? He should just, they should just clone Spock 400 times and make him everyone <laughs> on the ship. Because it would run so oh, well. I want to write that. <laughs> I want to write a screenplay for that. And it's just like a Star Trek episode, but everything is just like fine. It's just them cruising through space. And it's like... An update, Spock. We are going at normal speed at normal space, Spock. Ah, good. <laughs> space is good. No bad space things have happened. <laughs> ah, the Romulans. Please send them a formal greeting. <laughs> Hello. Hi. We I... will not breach the boundary that you set up. Uh, the, the, fuck what's it called? The neutral zone. Yes. We will stay out of the neutral zone. They respect our response, Captain. Thank you, Lieutenant. I love you. <laughs> and they give a little kiss. Oh, you're licking. Oh, Spock tongues. Really? You think so? Totally. When it gets to Pond Fast Season, baby. Oh, does he make out? Well, it doesn't make out so much as fight people to the death for the chance to have sex. Ooh, nice. Yeah, we'll get to it. I want to watch that. It's... You know how I feel about Spock. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> I've, I've said it to you a few times, have I? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, 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 it's pretty soon. I mean, now that we've established we're not holding to any order, we can just... We can zip-zap around all over the place. Yeah. Though I don't want to go through all the best episodes. We should, like, space them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, what happens next? So, oh, yeah, they get zapped back onto the planet. 
and it's a formal dinner with some of the women. So only two women, but still, that's, so that's it's, plenty of women. It's a hura and like some other bitch. It's like it's like discount Janice. Uh, it's like another woman who's blonde and has a beehive, and I'm like, you're not Janice. So what the fuck are you doing? I think Janice has already gone from Star Trek by this time. Ugh. Anyway. Uh, he's super racist because he's lapping as a as a lieutenant from uh, the yeah. fucking. He's not called to Uhura, and she's kind of just like, Ugh. yeah. He's like, ah, did you capture this one in one of your raids? And um, Uhura looks at Kirk like, dude, are you gonna say something? And Kirk's like, no. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of expected that Kirk would not find issue with that because he's Kirk. Ugh. He sucks. If we wanted to give Kirk a break, which I don't, because Kirk is shit. Like, this guy is, like, an all-powerful alien being who could kill any of them at, at any whim, who is also very mm. childish and LARPing as a guy from 900 years ago. Do you really want to, like, pick a fight with him? Well, the, fir- the first time they get stuck in his castle, Kirk's just like, I'm not playing this game with you. Just let me go. I want to get out of here. And then the second time you be- they get zapped back down. Mm. At that point, Kirk's just like, let's just go with it. What I don't know what to do. Whatever. Mm. Uhura magically learns how to play the harpsichord? Is it a harpsichord? Pianoforte? Pianoforte. Maybe? Yeah. It's like a... You know one of those old pianos? Guys, you know what we're talking about. It's one of those little pianos that goes like... Honky tonk. Yeah, it's a little piano. You know what I mean. And it sounds kind of shitty. Yeah. It plays all the old music. Like Beethoven used it, I guess. Probably. One of those old guys who played the, piano. Those old those music nerds. Yeah, you know what we mean. You know yeah. what we mean and we don't need to use the word. Yeah. Because you get it. Like the Mozart. You guys are smart and you get it. Yeah. It's an old piano. Yeah. It could be a harpsichord. It could be a pianoforte. Now, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think it's a harpsichord. Do you think I'm... Hi! Harry! Hi! Yeah, maybe we can just keep going and see what he does. All right, here we go. Oh, I forgot what we were talking about. We're talking about the piano forte. The piano. We, we, a long diatribe on the piano. Oh, yeah. And then he goes up to um, Discount Janice and he's like, ah, let's dance. And then he zaps her into like this floor length pink dress and dances around with her while the men formulate a plan. And, yeah. Her is having a great time at the piano. She's <laughs> loving it. So she's being like forced to play this piano through some sort of like, I don't know, space magic. And at first she's sort of like, what? And then later she's like, yeah, I'm having a fun time. It's probably like out of everyone in the room, I would most like to be a hero, just playing piano. Yeah. She definitely is enjoying herself. Um, and they formulate a plan, which is basically like somehow Kirk figures out that like this guy's like magic computer is behind a mirror. And the way they work it out is just because he doesn't move away from the mirror that much. Yeah, it's a flawed mechanic. Like, I don't move away from the mirror that much, but it's just because I'm hot as hell. Yeah, it's also because you're a little bungee and you think it's your friend. So, (laughs) Ellie, you know how you think you have a housemate that looks exactly like you? Yeah, she's also called Ellie. Yeah, it's also Ellie. um, And she's in every room that you Uh go into. She's cool, right? I love her. Yeah, she's cool. She she thinks everything that I think. Yeah, you guys watch stuff together. Somehow she's in the TV as well, which is kind of a bit spooky, isn't it? I have gone through a couple of TVs trying to get her out of there. <laughs> but she just keeps getting stuck. <laughs> I worry about her. <laughs> Do you think she's okay? I don't know. Maybe she has a podcast too. You should ask Josie if she's there when you're not there. <laughs> well, Josie's also got another friend who keeps turning up. Really? Yeah. Spooky. Spooky. 
Um, it's, good, it's good comedy. <laughs> it's great comedy. Um, they destroy the computer and then... Well, through a fake jewel. Oh, yeah. They, like, get pistols and because... And that's why... Oh, because um, Kirk slaps um, <laughs> Trelane around. And it's my favorite moment. Kirk slaps Trelane twice in the whole show, right? Out of nowhere, apropos of nothing. And Trelane is like smiling and (laughs) Kirk's um, fist, hand, just slaps him on both sides of his face. And it makes a really loud like... And his face doesn't move and his expression doesn't change. And it's honestly the funniest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Can you imagine going up and slapping someone and them just being like... For the listeners. (laughs) Lucinda smiling. I love it because like Trelane's, <laughs> Trelane's this all-powerful being that's just like he wants to just laugh as as a old history military guy. Yeah. And and when Kirk plays into the thing with like a, a challenge with a jewel, he's just like, I love this. I'm having so much fun. He's basically treating them like little like dolls, essentially. Like, ooh, and then you fight me to a jewel, and then I do this. Um, and so after they shoot his magic computer thing behind the mirror, don't worry about it. They zap back onto the ship. But every time they go somewhere, the planet that this guy's on, which is called Gothos, keeps like appearing in front of them. And they basically figured out that this guy's going to like keep following them throughout space until they like deal with him. So I keep saying Spock, but Kirk zaps back down onto the planet to be like, let's end this. I got to wonder about the planet thing. Yeah. Was it following them or was it just, or were they like being transport the ship being transported back to in front of the planet because if the planet's following them that's a hilarious imagery like they go back to earth (laughs) and earth's like what is that following you (laughs) it's a planet don't worry about it (laughs) it followed us here we can't get rid of it (laughs) look it's following me can we keep it it's so cute so in my mind it was following them because Mm. kirk said to sulu are we on course? And Sulu was like, yeah, we are on course. We're going in like the right direction. It's just that this planet keeps appearing in front of them. So I think it's the funnier of the two rather than the planet drawing them back. Otherwise, Sulu, as an expert navigator. Can we also talk about how every episode, Sulu has a different colleague. So you know how there's like, there's Captain Kirk who's sitting in the captain's chair and there's always like Uhura doing navigation and Spock doing Spock stuff and Bones doing bone Fuck things. <laughs> At he the beginning just... of this episode, he wanders onto the bridge with a cup of coffee like, hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, he like has nothing better to do. He just wanders onto the bridge when he feels like it. Well, do you think in the future they've eliminated like all illness and disease? And so he's like, I'm a doctor, but like, what is there to doctor? Everyone's chill. Mostly new freaky alien diseases. Yeah, he's like, ooh, yucky. Um, but then every episode, sitting in front of... Kirk to his left it's always Sulu and to his right it's always a, a hot dude but a different hot dude every time is Sulu just like a nightmare to work with oh 100 percent. yeah but yeah do you think he's just like a workplace bully do you think he undermines them he just keeps kicking them under the under the table <laughs> under the table and they can't see it because of the <laughs> <laughs> oh no course lady and captain <laughs> 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 Oops, I spilled my coffee all over your console. <laughs> oh, no, he'd be more... He'd gaslight as well. He'd be like, 
oh no, you spilt your coffee all over your console, imbecile. Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. <laughs> Captain, he's hitting himself. <laughs> oh, fuck, I've lost my place. Oh, yeah. And so then Kirk is like, okay, I've got to go back to the planet to finish this. And when he zaps onto the planet, I love this. So Trelane is super camp and super like flamboyant and super like into his cosplay essentially and so when Kirk zaps back into what was the drawing room it's now like a courtroom and Trelane has like the the judge's wig on and he's sitting high up being like you have been charged with being mean to me (laughs) I'm going to and then there's a shadow of a noose like hovering (laughs) behind Kirk and I just love it shadow of a noose means there's a real noose somewhere. (laughs) Where there's a shadow of a noose, there's a noose. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I love it. Trelane's literally just like, you've been charged with sedition and and being a big meanie. (laughs) You didn't want to play with me and that's really mean. And we're spoiling the big twist a little bit. We're teasing the big twist. (laughs) Anyway, and so Kirk does his like fucking stupid Kirk thing where he's always like, I'm going to do a speech about humanity and I take lots of pauses because I'm William Shatner. Um, and it doesn't work because I keep wanting to say Trelawney. Trelane is like, I, I sentence you to being hung from the neck. Lol, it's 1700s. I'm Trelane. <laughs> he does say that word for word. It's amazing that I remembered it. Lamau, I'm Trelane. <laughs> Trelane. Um, you may call me... What does he want to be called? Squire. Squire, because he's retired. He's a retired general. He's a retired general, so he's a squire. He's created such an elaborate backstory for himself. I love it. Yeah, I mean, that's what you got to do. He's really dedicated to his LARPing. Yeah, he really is. And so Kirk is like, oh, I'm not going to be able to get out of this. And he's like, hanging me is boring. Let's, like, make it a sport. You can, like, chase me around the forest with your sword or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds so homoerotic when you put it like that. Yeah, it is very like... It Only when I say it, though. In action, I don't think it was very... It, it oh, he's wearing it. green tights, though, I guess, and like a flowy white shirt. There's something there. I guess. It just didn't feel very it gay. It didn't have a very, like, horny thing. This was a very... It was a very fun episode, and I had a fun time watching it. Not horny. Very chaste. Yeah, it was very chaste. I'm trying to even think of a moment that was horny. I think there were attempts at it with like Trillian's like women. Yeah, it wasn't horny though. That was more silly. Yeah, exactly. It felt like he was doing it for laughs, like even for himself. <laughs> like <laughs> there was a moment where he just kind of like looked at Kirk, like, eh, eh? <laughs> Do you like my goose? <laughs> um, and so Kirk is like, hey, how about we make a sport out of it, and you can have a real human experience? And he's like, oh, a real human experience? The most human experience: hunting another human to death in the woods. <laughs> Remember when we did that that time? I've never recovered from that psychologically. <laughs> we got that guy good. <laughs> He's still out there. <laughs> Minus two legs. People won't find him. <laughs> Where's he gonna run? <laughs> oh, he's probably still crawling his way back here. <laughs> ah, uh, good times. Great classic hits. We have fun. Jesus Christ. What a um, mess. Get back on track. <laughs> It was only a flesh wound. (laughs) 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 Um, And so, yeah, so Kirk's like, how about instead of hanging by the neck? Here's my thing. You can chase me around the woods and have a real kink. Yes. And release the Enterprise. And he's like, deal. 
and releases him into the forest. And Kirk is like trying to communicate with the Enterprise, but it's not working. And this like maniac in a white flowing shirt is trying to kill him with a saber. Or what's the sword called? It's like one of those long skinny ones. I think saber's accurate. Yeah. I'm a cool jock who knows stuff about swords. It's not a cutlass. It's too thin for a cutlass. It's like a fencing sword, I guess. It's not quite a rapier. Ew, Ellie. It's certainly no scimitar. Ew. Nor is it a katana. I hate this. A claymore, perhaps? No, of course oh, not. I used to be into hot girl shit, and now I do this podcast. A Zweihanda? No. <laughs> How many more swords do you know, Ellie? Uh, it's machete count? <laughs> no. No, it doesn't count. Have you exhausted? Long sword. Broadsword? Bastard sword. Short sword. Did you say that? <laughs> no, I said broadsword. <laughs> Are we done? Mm, uh, great sword. Did I say that? That's good. Very good sword. <laughs> Average sword. <laughs> bad sword. Pretty bad sword. Evil sword. So he's being chased through the forest by this dude. And it's it's got your classic Kirk fight scene. He does some rolls. He punches a guy. He, he does a swing, a, a very unnecessary <laughs> swing from a tree branch to kick <laughs> Trelane. Very much like that one where they go back in time onto the military base where he does that unnecessary swing from uh, a door frame. But no, that's great because he like, he like uses the door frame to jump above the guy who like lunges at his legs. Yeah, and then swings and kicks another guy. It's very much, it's got that same energy where he's unnecessarily, he does a bunch of rolls that are completely unnecessary. And then... Oh yeah, and then the the being is like, I gotcha, because he like puts up walls around the guy, around Kirk. Don't worry about it. Kirk gets the sword, right? This like metal sword, and snaps it over his thigh <laughs> to be like enough. Did he even use his thigh, or was it just like a two hands chink? I thought he did it like over his leg, but it it snapped in half like very easily. It oh yeah, it didn't look like he put any effort into snapping it in half at all. And that was so unnecessary and so bizarre, and I loved it. Hmm. And then the twist. The twist of the century. Oh my god. I mean, you saw this coming. Like, like when, when the other two entities show up, you were literally like, oh, it's his mum. <laughs> well, you heard the voice being like, Trelane! Trelane! And I'm like, oh no, it's his mum. It's time for supper. And so, okay, so here's the other thing, right? I know that Star Trek is you had to remember which <laughs> franchise like it's a star star, star gauge <laughs> star battlestar galactica i don't know i'm stupid whatever but like i know that star trek is you know a product of its time but i don't know i just feel like they sometimes cut these corners with their alien design like, yeah, they got to make a lot of them look like human or humanoid because they had like a limited budget or whatever. I get that. Like, you know, and they explain it really well that this guy's like laughing as a human, right? But then he's got like a mum and a dad who play very like traditional mum and dad roles. I know. I'm like, why can't he be part of just like a hive mind? And the hive mind comes up and it's like, it's all 10,000 of your parents and we're all disappointed <laughs> in you. Like, how much cooler would that have been? Or just, like, one superior being who has, like, a baby voice being like, I'm cross. And it's his parent. And he's like, no! <laughs> it, it is so strange and jarring for what is essentially a cool concept that, like, an all-powerful... What is appears to be an all-powerful being from our perspective is actually, like, 
a literal child from another being's perspective, but these cosmic super beings that exist on another plane to us and have all sorts of powers still fit into traditional gender family yeah. roles. And it's so jarring that like space God is, you know, <laughs> is heterosexual. <laughs> pro- probably reads a newspaper on Sundays, smokes a pipe. His wife fetches his slippers. Yeah. Like, yeah, it definitely fit into that thing. And I was sort of like, I feel like Star Trek has so much imagination with a lot of its aliens. And yeah, it sort of is based off human experiences. It's always going to be because, you know, we're limited by our own knowledge. But it's still so like stuck in its like ideas of, Hmm. you know, I think about that, um, that one where they went to the planet that was controlled by the supercomputer. Like that was such a cool idea. And that for like, you know, the red hour, which went for 12 hours, don't worry about it, (laughs) where everyone went nuts. So right. And they all started smashing stuff and making out. Like, that was really cool because it was all about, like, you know, going back to, like, you know, animalistic roots of people, but, like, only heterosexual making out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, like, they they try so hard, but they don't quite make it there. And so his parents show up and they're these green orbs that float. Oh, much like Charlie X's dad or parent. Adopted parents. Oh, yeah, because he's a... Okay, yeah, that's right. And so they're floating in the air and they're, like... Naughty boy, you can't, if you can't keep, you know, if you can't look after your pets, then you can't have And his accent changes immediately, which is so bizarre, Mm. because he goes from like, no, I'm Squire Trelane, you mustn't be rude to me, and then as soon as his parents drop, he's like, oh gee, but mom, dad, I was playing with him, come on. I guess it kind of makes sense that, you know, he's laughing his accent as well. But why does he sound like a literal child from (laughs) Earth? Oh, mum, don't let me go home. I want to keep playing. No, don't. Mm-hmm. Um, And so they're like, they zap him away. And so his parents are like, hey, hey, Kirk, we're really sorry that our son, like, you know, brought you, like, basically, like, you know, annoyed you for a little bit. <laughs> Soz. Uh, and nearly killed you. Yeah, whoopsie. <laughs> what a nightmare. Two-year-olds, am I right? Yeah. Three-nager, right? Ugh. Um, and so they let him go back to his ship and, and, and piss off. And that is one thing that I did like, though, is like they think that there's this super god and they're like, oh, shit, if someone gets like, you know, superpowers and is like all knowing, they're going to be like evil and manipulative. Right. But then his parents, who are sort of this, like you said, like intergalactic kind of super god, their deal is like empathy and kindness and gentleness and like caring for people and not being too rough and like understanding like you know the cosmic unity and all this sort of stuff and i kind of liked that that like they were going you thought that we thought that a super being is evil but we actually think that like a super super being is like gets it i get that Mm. i think it would have been even more interesting if the super beings because they 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 tell trelane like you've got to stop treating your pet like if you can't learn to take care of your pets properly, you can't have them. Mm. Referring to the humans. Yeah. I think it would have been even more interesting if at the end they were like, oh, let's put this thing just back in its natural habitat, you know. Yeah. Like as you would do to a child who's like grabbed a frog out of the water. Yeah. Because that because then they wouldn't be like cruel mm. um, as the way most omnipotent beings have been thus far. But they'd be like, like humans are so far beneath us like literally in terms of like consciousness and intellect and mm. abilities. I think that'd be neat. I, Cause what is a very Lovecraftian idea? The idea that, you know, there are beings out there that are so alien to our way of thinking that there's just like no connection there. Mm. 
I, I like that, that universe that at points is impossible to comprehend from our limited perspective. Yeah, and I think Star Trek's done this before in the sense of like beings that are much, much more superior in intellect to us, treating us the way that like we treat animals on Earth. Mm. And I feel like that's very similar, like being caught and kept as pets and sort of put in zoos and gawked at. Yeah, though even the Talosians were quite... Um, not quite cruel, but very, very contemptuous of, of the rights uh, of, of the rights of the people they were capturing. But yeah. I think what would have been even more interesting is a super powerful being that's just kind of like, like whatever, like mm. humans don't even matter to them. Yeah. And I guess that you get this kind of, but then when he leaves, they're like, you have spirit and we recognize you and you're, you're a special little boy and we love you. They <laughs> <laughs> do give him a little kiss. Yeah, just on the forehead. Mwah. And they give him a little gold star for doing a good job. You did great. And then they get to go. Yeah. Now something happens on the bridge when when um Kirk goes back. Oh yeah, my my favorite moment is like oh this was earlier when Uhura's like what was that and Bones is like oh I'm too tired I don't want to explain it I to don't... you like whatever <laughs> I just want some brain I want to go to bed. But what happens when they go back to the bridge? They like so, zoom away and Kirk does something. Spock asks Kirk to actually do his job because they're out there supposed to be cataloging new forms of life and oh, people. Yeah. And he's like, so what should we scientifically categorize this new life form as? And, and Kirk's like, a god of war. And Spock's like, no, that's, no, that's not a, for a report to our bosses. A very naughty boy. Again. <laughs> I'm writing this to the boss of Starfleet, who's responsible <laughs> for our jobs. Like, can you imagine being at your job, right? And being like, dear Mr. Boss Man. <laughs> the client was a whimsical fellow. <laughs> I love going back. That's how um, Trelane described himself. He's like, he kidnaps everyone from the oh Starfleet. God, yeah. And then he's like... Anyway, I do apologize for my whimsical way of bringing you here. And I'm like, can you imagine kidnapping someone <laughs> and putting them in like the boot of your car and driving into the middle of nowhere and then opening the boot and being like, oh, I do apologize for my whimsical way of <laughs> transportation. I'm so whimsical. Sorry for doing a crime. I'm just that whimsical. <laughs> oh, I want to do whimsical crimes. <laughs> Isn't that like the Riddler's whole bit from Batman? I don't really know about Batman, I'm so but like eccentric. Yeah. Uh, my... Here's his a fun law: mm-hmm. if you can make your crime eccentric, you can get away with it. If at least one person chuckles about your crime, you're off the hook. If at least one person goes like, "Oh, that weirdo," <laughs> <laughs> so unusual, so whimsical, huh. then you're like, <laughs> you're free to go. It's the law. I don't love it, but... <laughs> we all got to abide by it. Um, oh. oh, yeah. So then Kirk is like, oh, he's a very naughty boy. And Spock's like, Ugh. Yeah, he just walks off, does the Spock eyebrow. And then it cuts back to Kirk in his chair looking so pleased with himself. Yeah, he's like, I'm doing a good job. And Spock's <laughs> like, I'm going to have to write this report all by myself. Like, one wonders what the report on the salt vampire would have been. Like, a normal person would go... She was a thirsty bitch. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, a normal report would have been... A predatory animal uses psychic illusions to drain the sodium from its victims, and Kirk would have been a lonely being, <laughs> lost in space, without no, without anyone but itself. Yeah. Not helpful, Kirk. Yeah, that's that's. Ugh. Spock's just like the ship was going great when you weren't here. 
Yeah. Is this the subplot line where Spock plans Kirk's demise? You know, we'll get to an episode that kind of concerns that, but <gasps> not in the way you think. Nah. Sorry. I just think Spock should get his own fleet, right? With Uhura, Janice. I'm trying to think who, who else is competent. That's a The widow it. of that guy who was like the one who got married at the beginning and then her husband died. Yeah. That widow. What did she even... Oh, she was in engineering. Yeah, she's chill. She, she was like in the weapons room. And then like Kirk can keep Sulu and Bones and Scotty. Scotty is good at his job though. That's the thing. Yeah, but he's annoying. And so that's that's actually going to be the divorce proceedings when <laughs> Kirk and Spock break up. It's just Spock and the ladies. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine I with that. I watched that. I have told you about this, but there's an episode of the animated series in which... Um, all the all the guys are like turning super old because of some freaky psychic powers, and and Uhura's like, "All right, time to form an all girl team." Yeah, and it's kind of fun. Yeah, and then they're like, "Oh, that was successful." They're never gonna do it again. Oh, oh shit, we've been recording for a while. Yeah. All right, I think we should wrap it up. Okay. How, what would you rate this? How many pistols out of five? Oh, that's boring. Um, how many gothos? This is out of five, would you <laughs> rate this episode? I'm going to give it a three because while it was fun, a lot of it felt drawn out and a bit too back and forthy without any kind of like to and fro of the drama. Mm. Um, I'm going to give it a four because I love the actor who plays Trelane. He, I'm obsessed with him. He's great. I had a fun time. Yeah, a bit back and forth, but it kept me on my toes and I loved it. Well, as we've noted, um, William Campbell, who played Trelane... Uh, He'll be back. We'll return as Koloth, the Klingon. Cool. Well, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Um, next episode, we might watch an episode that's later in the series, that's earlier in the season, that's a totally different show. We might just watch an episode of Gilmore Girls just to mix it up. Hell yeah. Why not? This is our podcast and you can't tell us what to do. Yeah. What if we like do an episode of Gilmore Girls, but we talk about it like it's a Star Trek episode? <laughs> I'm trying to think of like Spock wants to go to the dance (laughs) but Spock's boyfriend um oh god what's that guy's the boy the boyfriend what's his name which one oh I'm not that far in Uh, the the I'm forgetting everyone's names now Rory's boy first boyfriend oh his first boy Dean Dean I was gonna say Shane but Spock's boyfriend Dean is a mopey little bitch. We'll talk about this off off air. Off air. <laughs> That's for our Gilmore Girls podcast. But until then, I've been Ellie. Oh no, not again. <laughs> I'm Lucinda. I'm Ellie. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Oh, I've got to lean all the way for this. Oh, God. What if I did it? <gasps>